Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. You know, I love that promise. That, that no matter what we go through, God will never, ever let us go. That's kind of what we've been talking about over the past four weeks, about the, uh, the generosity of God. A- and part of his generosity lies within the fact, not, not something that we hope for, not something that we wish, but a fact that, that whatever we go through in our life, with God's generosity, he will never, ever let us go. So as we think about that, I invite you to, to bow your heads and go to God in prayer with me. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, we know that you never let us go, that you wrap your arms around us. You call each and every one of us beloved. And, and you desire for us just to lay our lives down and to answer your call. So God, as we uh, come closer to Thanksgiving and as we continue in this service, as we prepare to, to, res- to, to lay down our gifts to you, we ask that you let the words of my mouth And the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. You know, as a pastor, this particular series, when we talk about stewardship of the church, I have a mixed feeling about this series. Number one, you know, just to, to, to throw it out there, I know that there are some people, uh, you know, I was, I was doing research on the, this message today, you know, that, that, that word that, you know, the only thing that the church really cares about is money, and that's absolutely not true. And, and that's one of the things that I know and am blessed as your pastor, that I know you know that that's not true. Because our, the money doesn't define who we are. Our, our, our gifts that we give to God, they don't define who we are. It's, it's living in a, a generous spirit, knowing that even, even the little things that we do to honor God brings forth much fruit. Knowing that, that God has blessed each and every one of us, and not only has God blessed us, we are a blessing from God. Our, our, our lives are a blessing from God, and we lift that blessing to him so that he can then use us in service to his witness. And today we're going to talk about the great power that we have through being a blessing of God. But the thing more important than the great power that we have, it's the great grace that we are then able to extend to our neighbors. 
So as we think about those things, I want you to see if you hear the great power and the great grace in our Scripture this morning as we go uh, to the beginning of the book of Acts, Acts chapter 4, starting at verse 32 through 35. Hear the word of the Lord. All of the believers were in one heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them, all that there were, no needy person among them. For from time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sale, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to anyone who had need. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So looking at this passage, what, what is it that the apostles had that helped the church grow? What was it that, that provided for those within the body of Christ to, to have everything that they need? I, 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 I propose that our scripture gives us three different things that, that it shows that the, the church did that, that made the church be a, a living embodiment of Jesus Christ. First and foremost is that they continued to testify about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now that's an important thing to talk about. Sometimes the church gets, gets stuck, if you will, at the cross. And we talk all about how, how Jesus died for our sins, and we stop the story right there. Now, now please hear me. I'm not saying that, that the crucifixion wasn't important. The crucifixion was absolutely important and needed for us to, to, to forgive, to be a part of the forgiveness of sins. But when we fail to move past the cross, we fail to live as Christ has called us to live. See, see, Christ died for our sins, but it is through the power of the resurrection that, that we get to share in the life that Christ has given us. And, and, and I, can, I can almost be certain that the main reason why the church thrived as it did in the book of Acts, it's not because they focused on the cross, but they focused on the resurrection, the change of, of, of the lives around them, the, the change of, of how God has taken something that was dead and, and, and brought it to life. So, so the disciples, that's what they focused on. They focused on the change that happens after death. They focused on how now because Christ has been risen from the grave, we too are then risen and we too live a new life. And, and then we share that life with others. Yeah. 
I don't want, I don't want to share in death. I, 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 don't, I don't want to give death to other people. I want to, to give the life that we have through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul talked about this in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, where he writes that my old self has been crucified with Christ, but it is no longer I who live. But it is Christ that lives in me so that I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, it it is that embodiment of the resurrection that, that helped the church to grow. It helped the power that, that was in them through Christ that saw that the church kept growing and growing. And we see that announced eight different times in the book of Acts. It was pointed out because of their preaching, because of their, their sharing in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, that the church continued to grow. I'm not going to read each one of the scriptures, but you can see it in Acts 2. You can see it in Acts chapter 5. It's, it's twice in Acts chapter 9, or twice in chapter 6, once in 9, twice again in 11, and again we hear that the church continued to grow because of the power of the resurrection and the power of Christ inside the church. And then here's one of my favorite lines that we see again in Acts, that there were no needy people. See, the church exists first to to be the embodiment of Jesus Christ, but it also exists to take care of of the needs of those around us. That's why we, we celebrate and, and we've started this Red Nose Bulldog project to make sure that kids were able to celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day. That's why we, we pay for, for school lunches for Davis Elementary and for the ISD to make sure that kids have a meal so that they can learn. That's why in 2019, this church donated over 12 thousand dollars for our daily bread food pantry and for the crooked house ministry because we know we know that through the love and grace of jesus christ we are then called to make a difference in the world around us and we do not want to see a needy person go without because we're not just filling a momentary need that they have. We are, 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 are giving them and blessing them with the love and grace of Jesus Christ. That's why we do what we do. That's why the resurrection rests inside of us and hell calls us to bring new life. So you may wonder, how, how do we do this? How do we get these feelings in us? First and foremost, a, 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 probably a theme that you've heard a lot over the past several weeks is that we have to pray. And I thank you, every single one of you. I, I know that you are praying over the little prayer cards that we put in in the middle of the beginning of December, of November, the uh, prayer vigil that we had for the 72 hours uh, in the three different buildings. I have felt a difference 
in, in the life and the feeling of this church since we have put this emphasis on prayer because I know that it is prayer that, that, that drives what we do. Prayer gives us the opportunity to step back and say, God, we're listening. We're, we're not just laying down a, a list of things that we want, but God, we want to hear you, and we want to know what you are calling us to do. You know, I've, I've been your pastor for, this is going to be my fourth Christmas with y'all, and, and, and I can tell, uh, not, I, I, I always hate saying stuff like this, but I feel like it needs to be said. I'm not trying to, to badmouth anything that happened before I got here. But I feel a, a, a power, a, a sense of God doing something amazing in the life of Royce City First United Methodist Church. It's because we are serious about being in prayer. I'm not saying that we weren't serious about prayer before. I know that's, that's not true. I know that we, have, we, we were. But because we are, are really sticking to this and saying, God, we want to hear you and we want to move when you tell us to move. That is the change and the power that we see going on around us. The second thing we must do is that we must give to God first. And all that we have, we must say, God, I am giving myself to you first. All that I have, all that I am, it is for your honor, it is for your glory, it is so that your kingdom can come in this patch of earth that, that we are a part of so that people may experience your love and your grace. When we try to build our own kingdoms and then we give just a little bit of that kingdom to God, we fail. Time and time again. I think I've shared with you a little bit of my story about <clears throat> my, my 20s. Boy, they were a mess. You know, I, I thought I had it all under control, and, and, and things just fell down financially, relationally, uh, just, just a, a mess. I, I was a slave to something called payday loans. And I thought to myself, you know, I can just go and, and get a payday loan and, and I'll be fine. That, that'll get me to my next paycheck. Well, my next paycheck would come and I would pay uh, that payday loan off, then an un, un, ungodly amount of interest that goes with that. And then the next thing I know, I'm getting another one. And then the next thing I know, I'm getting another one to cover the one that I just got. And, and it was just a cycle that ran over and over again. You, you know what the difference you know, was? For me, when, when I was in that trap, I was trying to build my own kingdom. I was trying to take what I had and, and, and multiply it so I had enough. I wasn't giving anything to God let alone my own self. I was saying, God, I don't need you because I have all of these other things that can take care of me. But when I moved down here to go to seminary, 
I was a, a youth uh, part-time assistant youth director, music director in a church in Colleyville, Texas. And we went to the Arlington Night Shelter to, to serve a meal. And somebody stood up and told the students, I say the students, really they were telling me a story about how last month they had a job and that job ended. And the next thing he knew, he was out on the street. And the only thing he had to survive was the night shelter, the blessings of that. And he was starting to get his life. I don't, I don't know where he is now or if he got his life together, but that moment I started to think, that's me. That's, that's who I am. I, I'm trying to build up my own kingdom here in, in Colleyville, Texas, and I'm, I'm trying to, to make sure I have enough for, for me. And the fact of the matter is, if it all went away tomorrow, I would also be in that night shelter. And I started to think, what do I need to do? And then I realized, Chris, if you are going to seminary and you're learning all of these things, you are forgetting the most important thing is that you need to give yourself to God first. And that's just not saying that you're going to show up to worship on Sunday morning or, or maybe teach a Bible study or help out with you. But no, you give everything to God first. And after that moment, when I, when I started to take giving seriously, full giving, full generosity, because God is so generous to me, then my life started to turn. And I saw that I wasn't a slave to bills. I wasn't a, a, a slave to time. I was a servant of God, and I was using the gifts and graces, all of the gifts and graces that God has given me to give honor to him. And then God, in turn, showed me how generosity is the way to live. See, we, so we give ourselves fully to God, and then, then we give fully of ourselves. We, 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 we take what we have, and we say, you know, every part of my life is yours. When we look at the scripture today, we, we hear that we're talking more of a financial thing, how, how people sold their homes or sold their property, and they gave it to others so it would be a need. It's not saying that we have to sell everything that we have. No, it's saying that you take what you have and you give it to God honorably, and you give it to God in a way that gives honor and glory to him, our homes, our cars, our, our, our property. We say that this is yours, God, and you've given it to me so I can be a blessing for others. And I can guarantee you that when we live our lives generously, we don't think about what we have financially anymore. We think, wow, God, I'm able to bless others in a specific way that I have never been able to bless someone before. I'm able to bless in a way because I don't have the chains of, of stuff around me. 
I don't have the chains of, of, of debt around me. I don't have chains of just you can name those things that may be weighing you back. When we give generously to God, all of that goes away. It may take a while. Now, it's not a quick fix thing that we do that we know so we start being generous that it's going to fix things like that. No. But if we continue to lay our stuff and lay ourselves to God, we can then be a generous people for God. <clears throat> this last Monday, um, we had our uh, annual staff away day uh, where we, we didn't go anywhere. We were just in Wesley Hall, but it was a chance for us just to, to think about 2020. How are we going to advance the ministries of our church over the next year? And um, normally I, I like to uh, pull together some kind of training video uh, by, by Carrie Newhoff or Rich Birch or, or someone for us to think about how we can do church better, which kind of cracks me up whenever I think about it. Because again, who, who am I relying on? Whose kingdom am I building with that mindset? I'm building my kingdom or the kingdom of Royce City First United Methodist Church. I'm not trying to build God's kingdom. But I went to a conference last September and heard uh, Bishop Swanson, who is the bishop of the uh, Northeast Georgia uh, Conference. And, and I, I played that uh, sermon that he gave at this conference for, for the staff, and it was powerful. And, and one of the things that Bishop Swanson said, I, I wrote it down because I wanted to share it, with you. It was all about living a life that is generous. Bishop Swanson said that when God blesses you, you have a responsibility to share with others and to bless the total community. Not just a little part of the community that you, you love and that you care about, but, but when God gives to you and God blesses you, we have the responsibility to share with the entire community, the total community. And that's just, I'm not even talking about just Royce City. I'm talking about the world around us. And if you saw in our little budget thing that we passed out in the vision for 2025, we're not talking about just doing mission here in Royce City going to Germany, going to Bolivia, going to all different places in the, in, in the world around us because we want to be the blessing of God to the lives around us. So, so we give ourselves to God. And one of the ways that we give ourselves to God is that we take a moment to to give of our, our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. And I'm going to go ahead and invite the uh, praise team uh, to come forward because this, this is kind of a, a little housekeeping moment. <clears throat> but we have a, a uh, basket here. And, and what I ask you to do, if you have had the opportunity to fill out your, uh, your, your giving card or your uh, you belong here card, what I like to say about how you will support the church.
beyond our financial giving. I invite you to take your cards and come and place them here in this basket. You know, uh, this is just a way for us to, to live out the vows that, that we have promised to God and, and each other, that, that we will give thanks for the blessings that God has given us. And we will serve, first and foremost, the God who loves and cares for us through the love and grace of Jesus Christ. And then we will take the opportunity to serve each other and the world around us as we pray for one another, as we gather in, in, in this holy space that we, we call our sanctuary, as, as we go out and serve one another and serve our community and serve our world, and as we give of the gifts that God has given us. I invite you now to take time to come and, and place your cards in the basket. If you would like to spend some time praying around the altar rail, you are welcome to come and do that, or you may return to your seat, and we will close our worship together, giving thanks to God for all that he has given us. Come. This is my design to run. we give you our hearts. We give you our souls. Lord, we give you everything. So we pray a blessing over these cards, these gifts that we, we give to you because you have so graciously given to us. We pray that over this next year, that you help us to find ways to, to put into action the love that you have poured out on us, that we invite people to experience your love and grace, that, that we find ways to serve that we haven't served before, and that we are a bold proclamation of who Jesus is in our lives. 
So, Lord, we give thanks to you for all that you've given us, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.